right, welcome to or welcome back to the Win by Two podcast. I think this is episode four, if I'm not mistaken. I, I definitely need an assistant right now. Um, today we got a special guest in the building. Uh, you may know him as I Deep Down. You also may know him as Wale's number one fan. <laughs> Also, the man that would give up his Achilles for John Wall. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead, let the people you know know who you are. What, what you about? Let them introduce yourself to the the listeners out there. Uh, dang man, uh, this is my first time on a podcast. Um, I mean, yeah. Uh, Twitter handle I deep down. Um, that's where you gonna hear me talk about the most outlandish stuff going on in sports. Um. Yeah, man, I'm just a huge sports fan. Uh, unfortunately, uh, well, I don't say unfortunately, but, you know, I'm a Cowboys fan. A lot of people dislike that. That's tough. Um, that is tough. Yeah, big Miami Heat fan. Um, born and raised in Portland, so, you know, I always root for the Blazers. Um, and then I like individual athletes, you know, John Wall, D-Wade, a lot of slashers. Did you cry when D-Wade retired? Actually, I did. Actually, at the beginning, so – um, when they did that Budweiser uh, commercial at the beginning of the season um, with D-Wade's impact and how he had impacted, like, college students, or I mean high school students. Yeah, that was um, big. His mom with the that church, which I knew about that. Um, and, like, you know, he was do- it was like the jersey swap thing. Um, that, yeah, that, that, was, that was crazy. Yeah. Uh, and then his, like, when he announced it was going to be, like, uh, you know, the last dance, I was like, bruh, like, th- like to me, this, this D-Way is my GOAT, so, um, yeah, man, I was, I was sad about that, but I also cried when Reggie Miller retired, too, so, I mean, I, I expected to cry. <laughs> I'm not crying for Reggie, but although Reggie was a sniper, I'm not crying for Reggie. Man, Reggie I didn't even won. cry for Kobe. I was hot, though, because the last game, uh, you know, it's the infamous, like, you know, 60. Mm-hmm. 58 shots, 60 points, give it to him, buckets buckets i was in my apartment and it was like you know you have like noise levels you can't go over a certain noise level after a certain time nigga. <laughs> it was like 10 p.m and i'm sitting like screaming because i'm like yo this dude is really going off his last game and i couldn't let it out because it was 10 p.m and i wanted to be like yeah nigga, yeah because <laughs> everybody thought like kobe was just washed like he was going out mm-hmm. kind of like it wasn't a good year mm-hmm. but for it to see him like I, I still got this in the bag. One last game. And it was probably the most Kobe's way to go out. Yeah. Like he's not gonna go out with no ten. I'm not I'm not passing to none of y'all. Y'all move out the way. I'm finna give you this jab step, left dribble, pull up, cash, back to the basket, mid range, post fadeaway, cash. Like, yeah, he yeah, Kobe all day. All day long. I yeah. And I'm shooting fifty times. And I don't care who say what about what. Look. <laughs> y'all didn't think he was gonna be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Shit, I didn't think he was gonna be able to do it. Nah, I thought he was going to at least. I thought he was going to give him a 35 piece. I figured he'd give him 35. I didn't have 35 on the list. Not at all. Yeah. 60's crazy. 60's is nuts. Especially where, like, he was, I know for sure, that ice bath afterwards. <laughs> Dead man walking. That man was, yeah, he was on something. Um, today we got a nice amount of, you know, topics on the agenda. Uh, first on the list, though, being how we are from Portland. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, Rip City, Rip City. That man, Kevin Love, wants to come home. He says he would like to be traded to Portland. So in my head, I was like, I think the 
that you should try to do it because for the first time, somebody's coming out and saying they want to come to Portland, mm-hmm. which never happens. Mm-hmm. We never see anybody be like, yeah, send me, trade me to Portland. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen. Portland's like the place where you go for your post career to die, unfortunately, or to come back and revitalize your career to get you know a nice little payout. Mellow, Mellow would be he's gonna get paid. Yeah, but I mean, like you know, Harkless got paid. They come here like because people don't they have potential, but people don't know what they can really do. It's kind of like a developmental spot, mm-hmm. and they just turn to really good players mm-hmm. that can also shoot the three. Patty came here, Patty with the Spurs, and is a solid point guard. Yep. Um, Harkless came here. Yep. And did really well. I think he did really well. Yep. Should have stayed. That bag in Orlando. Or not Orlando, but it, the Clippers. Like, Clippers. the Clippers, like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you play with Kawhi and PG. Yeah. Yeah. Two two dudes that are in, in your role. Yep. So, I'm going to go play, be the third fiddle behind these two all-star names. It could be worse, man. You could be, like, in New York. New York got three power forwards, and they all do the exact same thing. <laughs> And then they fired the best. I mean, yeah, they fired their coach. Which that's is on the agenda too. We're not even gonna get into that. Right. We, we that's on the list for sure. God. Um, but yeah, he wants to come home, and everybody's talking about trades. Everybody's like, "Oh, I'm not giving up." You know, my young guys. I'm not giving up this. He's not worth this. And honestly, the first thing that came to my mind was uh, was CJ. Not just saying straight across. You might mm. get some something in that. But I was thinking from the perspective of like storylines and just just how I be thinking sometimes. You trade hometown kid for hometown kid. Yeah, I can see that. I think that like, you know, granted they're already stacked with two solid little young guards in the backcourt, but if you can pull one of them away in that package for Caleb, I'd be cool with that. Cuz also Dame needs a backup point guard. I've said this on the podcast before that mm-hmm. I feel like it's kind of immature and like unsmart to not have somebody behind Dame. We can't keep playing 42 minutes a game. Mm-hmm. That's like even if you want him to, sometimes you need like a quick little three minute, you know, come sit out real quick. Let's do this because Simons isn't a point guard. Simons goes out there and he puts up buckets. Not saying they're not like they. He's just he's a volume shooter, and you need somebody to come back and play point to like you know navigate the offense. Nobody in Portland can navigate the offense. So you don't think? Um, I mean, yeah, he plays the PG position, but do you think Dame is a PG? I think he, he's. Um, I think Dame's more in the on the side of like AI than mm-hmm. an actual point guard. Mm-hmm. So I think you need somebody to facil- facilitate the like the offense and pass the ball because honestly, in my personal opinion, I don't think Dame's that good of a passer. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's a bad passer, mm-hmm. but I'm not saying he's like an elite level passer to where like he finds people and like you know mm-hmm. drops the you know pick and roll drops off. He finds somebody in the corner, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. At least he's not looking for it because he has to score so much. And that's perfectly fine. But it's also not an excuse because James Harden also does the same thing to where he can't find people and get them initiating the offense. Also, James Harden is also like, you know, James Harden. That's no knock to Dame because Dame is Dame. Elite. Yeah, they're both elite players. They're just extremely elite players. Yeah. Uh, I just feel like you need somebody to come behind him and just pass. Because like I said, before Dame is not that, in my eyes, he's not that good of a passer. I think, I think that um... – I would agree. I would agree with that. He might not be the best passer, but um, I think he doesn't stymie the offense or make the offense stagnant. Um, he's great in pick and roll situations, unless like it's a um, like a hard hedge <clears throat> or um, a double team. You know, which that was um, you know that was shown this past 
<laughs> this past playoff run um, from last season when they started doubling and um, hard showing on on pick on the pick and roll offense. Um, you know that like they blitzed us. They blitzed like every the Warriors, time. Yeah, the the uh, the Warriors blitzed the Blazers and every time. It, it yeah, <laughs> like there was nothing there was nothing they could do about it. And so in that situation, like when you have two guards who um are are smaller guards. Um, and you're getting blitzed, you're going to, you know, uh, you cover the passing lanes, it's harder to see. Um, and your first and second go-to moves, like they're taking those away, and you have to swing the ball, who are you swinging it to? So that's why I think, kind of kind of getting off topic a little bit, but like Melo is going to help this year if the Blazers can right the ship and get to the playoffs. Which brings me back to like, I think you should go out and get him. You should go out and get Caleb because he can't help you make that mm-hmm. push to come back. Granted, it's not like it's an impossible push to come back, but I think Portland is what this is eleventh right now. Yep. So they're ten and fifteen. You're not that far behind. It's still really early in the season mm-hmm. to even like, you know, to come back. You're not out of it. So go and get Kevin Love to try to make this, you know, this push to come back. Because you're only, what, three games out of the A spot from the Suns? And, exactly. And the Suns are the Suns, so they're going to turn into the Suns at some point. You know, that's what I thought, too, <laughs> but they've been balling. But so, we'll get into that as well. Yeah. Um, you're only three games back. I think Kevin Love can definitely help you right these wrongs. You need a power forward. I've just been hearing that they do not want to – they don't want to trade their, their young guys. So the, the first name that comes up on the list – it's Hassan Whiteside. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that. I don't like how Hassan's a scapegoat. And I brought up some like some stats for Hassan. He's fourth in the league in blocks. Mm-hmm. Granted, everyone's like, oh, it's from that 10-block game. Regardless of that, mm-hmm. there hasn't been a big – I've seen go and get 10 blocks since, like, Rudy, Rudy Gobert. Like, that's, like, in his area mm-hmm. of, like, you know, expertise. He's 15, 15-12 – and 60% from the field goal line, or, yeah, from the field. He's at, he has 15 double-doubles, and he's 75% from the free throw line. I understand that they're like, oh, we're not going to be able to pay him, so we should trade him. But as of right now, he's a very solid, like, you know, player to have. And I don't think that, you know, you get rid of that. Also, crazy enough for Portland, um, is that they're, at, they're top 10 in rebounding and blocks, and also points allowed. Mm-hmm. So defensively, Portland has been playing out of their mind. And I think, you know, Hassan has some kind of key role in that. He he definitely does. Um, I think the, the thing that you're, um, like, having to deal with with Hassan is this. Is, is like I said, I'm, you know, at the beginning of the podcast, I said I'm a Heat fan. So, um and he kind of he blew up on the scene. So I think Hassan got drafted, if I remember right. He got drafted by the Kings, sent to the D League, um, and then traded to the Heat's D League team. Brought up, um, I think he might even had a stop with the Memphis the Memphis team. Um, but he got traded to the Heat, and this was obviously right after the Big Three, the dismantling of the Big Three. So you just got D Wade, you got Bosh. Um, and then you got this this young dude, Hassan Whiteside, super eager, hungry to be in the league. He finally getting some playing time, um, and he's coming in there and he's getting 
he's getting triple doubles. And his big thing was they ain't doing it with blocks. Like, you know, I'm getting triple doubles and they ain't doing it with blocks. Um, and then he got he got his ninety eight million, uh, $100 million dollar contract, um, which uh, you know took away from D Way's money, which is why D Way ended up going to Chicago. Um, and he got his money, and then as soon as he got his money, he was straight. It was like it was almost like Andrew Bynum, but he was just more productive than Andrew Bynum. Like you got your money, you can play. You're out there blocking. You're good on help side defense. He's not really good on like one on one post defense, but he's great on help side. Yeah, defense. he's he's for sure solid on help he side. He gets yeah, he gets. We his, saw we saw AD and AD took that boy. Yeah, he yeah. took him to town. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he can, he's great on rotating. That's how he gets a lot of his blocks. He gets weak side uh, weak side blocks, um, and he's great, bro. He's long. He's seven feet. He's rangy. But the thing is, he's temperamental, and and like I said, he had a good year or maybe a good year and a half with the Heat, and we tried to make him the focal point of, like, the defensive anchor and make him, like, the focal point of the offense. And it wasn't something he was able to, to do down there for whatever whatever reason. Like, it, it wasn't able to happen. He was just too up and down and temperamental. And then when Spo was like, look, you, you know, you're not producing regardless of how much we paid you. We're going to put you on the bench. You'll be the sixth or seventh man. And he just he became a shell of himself. He just threw a tantrum. And that's how he ended up getting traded to Portland. Because, like, at this point, we've already spent, you know, uh, $40, 60000000 million on you. We need to, we just need to clear the books. And so that's why now he's with Portland. He's in his last year of his contract. Right. So you're not losing anything anyway if you do trade him to the Cavs. Um, and, and you get you get K-Love and maybe a pick or something. I don't, you know. I understand the, the GM side of it. Yeah, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Get rid of this guy over – the other guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't agree with, like, the temperamental part. Yes, he, he his attitude may not be the best, which is cool. Uh, I There has been some judgment calls throughout his career. I'm not saying he's perfect at all. But what I'm saying is that, like, I don't like how I'm seeing a lot of Portland natives and Portland fans, like, his attitude, his attitude. But sometimes mm-hmm. that that's what drives players. Jimmy has an attitude. Not a bad attitude, mm-hmm. but Jimmy has, you know, he got a, he got a chip. Mm-hmm. Russell has a chip, mm-hmm. and it's okay. But I think because, like, it's not that elite level of a player, you don't deal with it. I think uh, the two players you just listed, regardless of their temperament, they give you maximum effort. That's Hassan awesome. Whiteside will check true. out on you that's in the middle of a game <laughs> if he's not touching the rock, bro. That is true. <laughs> and he'll, that is and true. you'll see performances like I can't even remember the game. Um, but it wasn't it wasn't but a week ago, maybe a week and a half ago. He had a game, he's in the game, he's getting dropped off. And it's like that's what we talk about. Like you just check out the game. And it happens. You're gonna have a bad game. Like I'm not saying that he's like a horrible player or a horrible person, but the two players you just listed like regardless of like them being temperamental, they're gonna give you maximum effort. Like Westbrook plays at the same level every he's night. He's not playing great right now. But even still, he's it's maximum get, effort. He's giving you maximum max, effort. That's true. His shots may not drop, but he's still gonna rebound. He's still gonna pass the ball. He's still gonna play the passing lanes. Like you can't control the ball going in. Like Clay Thompson, one of the greatest shooters in the history of the world, sixty points in three quarters. Off eleven dribbles, last year he had a whole month where he shot was it less than thirty percent for an entire month. 
and you're not going to stop giving him yeah, the ball. Yeah, right. You're not going to stop letting him shoot open shots. He's going to make his shots, but sometimes the ball don't go in. But it's the effort. You can't you can't coach. You can't teach effort. And that either, is true. Either either you got it or you don't. So like yeah, Jimmy Butler might be on like now. But then that's what I'm saying. Like then say that. Don't say that. Like his attitude. Just say he doesn't give you maximum effort. And I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. But to be like his attitude is the reason. Like he's like don't say that. Like yes, he has and his attitude is like I said. It's it's wishy washy. Mm-hmm. But don't be like that's the reason why you want to get rid of him. Now checking out. I understand that. Mm-hmm. That's completely like, all right, get rid of him. But also in the perspective, give him his props too because you guys are definitely like he's doing numbers yeah. for Portland. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm seeing like, you know, bad mouths and like when he has when he has an off game, it's off. And he, like they talk, you know, mad stuff about him. Mm-hmm. But when he has an on game, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, Hassan is the best thing since sliced bread. It's like, yeah. nah, be – be 100 with it. Like, you know, if you don't like him, you don't like him. If you do, you do. Yep. But don't sit here and, like, go back and forth. Like, that's – come on now. But, I mean, that's – I mean, you know, that's the that's the temperament of fans, though. Like It's true. <laughs> that's, but that's, it's like he don't the, – the good should outweigh the bad. And I think he's definitely gave us way more good than bad. Yeah, and, again, it's only, what, 20 – 18 games? 20, 24 games? Yeah, 20, 20, 24, yeah. 25 games? So, like, it's – you know, you're a quarter of the way through the season – um, but in that quarter's time, you, you've already as a as a Trailblazer fan, you've already seen these pockets just within the first 24 games. And it's like if he's showing you this now, what's it going to be when you get to 50, 60 games? What's it going to be when, say, Nurk Nurk comes back? Nurk is 100% healthy by All Star break. Nurk steps right back into his 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 starting role. Hassan is now only seeing maybe 10, 12 minutes a game. Then what? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's true. Are you going to be able to stay locked in? Are you going to be able to give maximum effort, even though you know every night you're only going to get 12, 10, or 10 to 12 minutes a game? Like, and then are those 10 to 12 minutes going to be impactful? Can you come in in those 10 to 12 minutes and give me two or three blocks, uh, eight rebounds, six points, uh, uh, you know, an assist or whatever? Just in those 10 to 12 minutes, can you do that? I just think that if you get rid of Hassan, the defensive intensity will drop. And I don't think that's something you really want to risk right now, especially mm-hmm. when they're top 10 in defensive stats. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think they're, I think they are at least three of the four of the top 10 in. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I think in rebounds, blocks, and points allowed. And I definitely think Hassan has a, you know, he's a part of that. If you look at the rest of the bigs on the team right now, there's none. Duh. It's just him. Mm-hmm. And if that one person has, like, that much effect on the team, it's kind of like Nerf's not giving you that. No, Nurk is not. He's slow-footed, and, I mean, I think Nurk is a little soft. Offensively, he's going to give you, like, his his buckets. Yeah. But I don't think, like, defensively, like, nobody's afraid of driving in on Nurk. Mm-hmm. It's just – I'm not even saying people are afraid of Hassan, but you you definitely, like – You think about it. You think about it. <laughs> yeah, you think like, about uh, it. Can I get there? I'm, yeah. Let's find they out. Was, they was trying it in Chicago, and they was they, they had to – They learned the hard way. He was, yeah. he was tossing everything. Yeah. So – and even if, like, you know, you wait for Nurk to come back and you do trade and whatnot, like I said, like, it's just that defensive effort's not there. Mm-hmm. Say what you want about the man, but, like, his defensive intensity is definitely there. When he wants it to be. And even then, how many other players in the league give you that night in, night out? But if you could do it sometimes, why not do it all the time? I agree. I agree 100%. But if, you, if I can even get 50% of what you can do, I'll take it. Especially in the league right now where, like, defensive bigs aren't that present. And if they are, they're elite defensive bigs. You, you, 
you got elite defensive bigs. You got Rudy Gobert. Um, you got Embiid. Um, yeah, that's AD. Yeah, AD. I throw Giannis I in there, even though they consider him a small for he, but he a center. Nah, he yeah, that boy six ten, six eleven. He played what two through two through five. <laughs> like, um, I'm trying to. There's there's a couple more, and I can't think off rip, but there's there's a couple more. And even then, like like you said, those are max contract money guys. Mm-hmm. Hassan's not max contract money. I well, think, he's yeah no, he, no I, he's he his. He's not max. Like I don't. Uh, I don't want to say max money because people get max money regardless. Mm-hmm. It's like you can't say somebody's not max money when you know you see somebody else get like we paid Mozgov max money. So you see what I'm saying? Like I can't really like say he's not max money when we don't gave Mozgov max money. But and you, when you say what you talking about, you know the Lakers. We okay. we got okay. our faults. I know. just no. I just want to make sure that you know people know who you talking about. But it's cool because we up right now. How about now? Yeah, y'all up. Y'all, <laughs> hey, and that's it. And that's the thing too. Is like, I'm not. I'm not a Laker hater. Uh, I'm someone who firmly believes in, um, like, the major, uh, the major sports leagues. The the cornerstone franchises need to be good in order for the rest of the sport to flourish. So, like, Yankees, Yankees, Cowboys, Lakers, Celtics. Um, like those franchises need to be good in order for us to get the best sports narratives of the year. There's another one you're missing, and we're going to talk about that after I ask you this question. Um, so regardless of like, you know, we went over the Hassan mm-hmm. thing. Who would you trade to get Kevin Love? What would, what's your cap? Like, what are you like, what are you not giving up? What are you giving up? Cause I seen somebody like, oh, we're going to trade Gary Trent. And I'm like, you don't have to give up more for Come on now. Yeah, what? But then, like, oh, we don't want to get rid of, you know, Zach Collins and or, you know, Nas. And I understand that. I understand not wanting to get rid of Nas because there's a chance that he could. Yo, de- Nas got a frame. that Like, he, he's a basketball frame. He and, can like, develop into a good wing player, and we really haven't had. we The last time the Blazers had a, a decent wing player was the one year that uh, um, Nicholas Batum was, like, on, on the yeah, edge of, like, of like possibly yeah. getting to the All Star and possibly being defensive player conversation, um, so like it'd be a good if they can put him at the three, and I I'm not giving up CJ and Dame. I like that backcourt. I just think they need something to relieve some pressure off of them because like I told you, if you you blitz you blitz the pick and roll or you you know you show a hard hedge or double team or whatever the case is, um, because of their stature. Some sometimes those those passing lanes are not going to be um, easy to find, but they both can shoot the hell out the ball. Um, especially for Dame, obviously he can stretch the stretch the defense, which is what you want to pull people right. away from the basket, make for easier driving lanes, um, easier passes. Um, I I don't think you give that up for a powerful like a small forward now power forward. Um, who can stretch the floor, but you're not gonna you're not gonna want to put him in the post with Nurk there either. Like if you, I don't think he would be in the post. Time. I think he would be he'd be stretched out, like you said. I think he's, I think you put him in the Paul Millsap role. Paul Millsap is in the post, but he's not really in the post. Yeah, that's yeah, and he and Paul Millsap can still board up and and do his yeah, job. Yeah, yeah, but he doesn't have to be banging. Paul Millsap be hitting. It, it makes 
No, no, it makes perfect sense because Paul mm-hmm. Millsap, he didn't work on his game. Mm-hmm. But, like, he's he's in a role where, like, as a four, he's stretched out, kind of like the Al Horford role. Like, I am not, I may not be in the paint banging, but this little, you know, 14-footer, I'm going to knock this down. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's the role I would put Kevin Love in. But, like I said, the purpose of the, of the question was, like, what would you get rid of? Because, like, and here's the dilemma is that you get rid of Hassan, right, and you wait for Nurk to come back. You have Nurk, K-Love, uh, Melo, Dame CJ or CJ mm-hmm. Dame, that's a solid starting lineup. I, I that's a really good starting lineup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you, all you get, all you got rid of was Hassan, and you just have to wait. That's the catch, though, is that you have to wait till February to get Nurk back. Yeah, yeah. And if you don't get Nurk back by February, it's bad news bears because you still have to run to all these bigs every time they come to town. And that's what Portland's weakness has been is that. These these bigs come through and it's time to it's time we go off. I think because I'm looking at I'm looking at the roster right now. Um, where's my man's at? Also, like they're talking or not talks, but I've been you know back and forth with some people. Like, do you take? Would you want Tristan a part of the deal? Because they're talking about trading no. Tristan too. No, no. Um, and here's why I think Tristan makes too much money right now till you're doing what you're doing yeah I feel that so um, what's Larry Nance Jr. I would if if we're gonna give up if we're gonna give up Hassan Mm -hmm. and take on Kevin Love I would give up Hassan maybe a pick um, or Hassan and yeah, maybe maybe Gary Trent Jr. They they already got like their guard. Yeah, heavy. the guard they're heavy. Guard heavy. So they need gonna, they need replenishment from the four or the five, which yeah. they which Portland don't really got anyway. Besides Hassan, and if they take like you know Zach Collins, but you're not trying to get rid of Zach. No, you yeah, don't. You keep Zach. You see what I'm saying? Like so, out of like, he, he's the odd man out. Like he only been there twenty games, but like he's the odd man out. Um, but do you like you trade you trade Hassan and you? Wait till February. Like, like February is a lot of games, bro. Yeah. Like from now to February, like there's a lot of games that can happen. Yeah, I, and I think that's why you try to get Larry Nance Jr. too. I so like Larry. You, Larry, you know, you you have some you have some athleticism. Um, somebody that can run up and down the floor, give you quick buckets. Um, he's decent in defense. He can he stays with his rotations for the most part. I mean, he's not gonna shoot nobody out the gym but neither was a sign but yeah you're losing you're losing some height for sure or would you well this just come from my head to kind of like get that backup point guard role i'll give you a sign and you give me caleb and you give me clarkson granted we're all speculating at this point too because we don't know numbers we don't have no contracts in front of us either but just as far as like fit like would you take jordan clarkson as a backup point who can score well that leads me to your earlier point. You said you wanted a backup that could pass. It's also or true. Or that was the pass first oriented. That uh, could run the Cavs offense. don't got nobody who can like really. I mean, not. I mean, I, Jordan Clarkson can pass because he was our point guard, but he was better as a scoring guard. I'm not saying he can do it 100, mm-hmm. percent but I'm saying like you know, he has it in his tool bag to like if you need me to do this, I can do this. Mm-hmm. But also have the threat of you know you leave me open, I will hit these because when. Cleveland played Portland. Jordan Clarkson was getting off. 
Yeah. It was just it was it was ridiculous. Uh so yes, to my belief, not not to my belief, but like to in like in retrospect, yes, they do need, you know, a point guard who can play point. But if you can get a point guard to in any kind of form to help Dame out, I would suggest getting that. I just don't think Ant's that point guard. Yeah, and CJ running the point, they need to stop that too. I know he did that in high school and he probably did that in college too, but um I think I think CJ needs to just be purely focused on on scoring. On attacking. Yeah, every time he gets the ball. Like when or, Clay comes down the court, Clay's not worried about playing point. Yeah. Clay is worried about buckets. Yeah. And defense. And locking this dude down. But also Clay Thompson's six seven. It's also true. But yeah. on offensively, on the offensive end, he just wants to score. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's what his role is. Yeah. I yeah, I think yeah, I think <sighs> So you're not giving up a young guy. So you're gonna get rid of CJ. Now, see, are you gonna get rid of uh, Hassan? Yep. And somebody else, and wait till February. And, and here's the thing: is I would only get rid of Hassan if, um, if we're for sure getting Kevin Love. You don't just get rid of, like you said. No, he's, you do, he's, yeah. you're not just getting rid of Hassan just to get no, rid no, of no, Hassan. No. Like, if you only do it to get Kevin Love. Yeah. And even then, let's say hypothetically we get K Love is K Love, Melo, CJ, Dame. Are you not worried that that's a lot of ball? Like, there's not enough ball to go around to that. I'm more worried that it's not. Dang, this is just so. It's like almost counter, like counterproductive, or uh, like I'm, I'm going back on my word a little bit. But at that point, with those four, I'm more worried about the defense. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> no, absolutely. I saw somebody. <laughs> I saw somebody on Twitter said if the Blazers get Kevin Love, offensive overall ninety five. Defense overall, 27. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh yeah, I that's gonna be rough. That that that'll be rough, man. It's 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 difficult because but what Kevin Love adds is he adds passing, he adds a spot up shooter, he can give you ten rebounds because he's done it in the past. He's you don't you don't lose the ability to learn how to I mean to to get rebounds because all it is is body positioning and right, that's, your man out. You and you can't teach that either. Yeah. That's just like so, he just got it like that, and he can he can take the ball out of the hoop and throw it ninety four feet to the other basket. And it's true. That's that's CJ's game. CJ be leaking. Yeah. So I know like that that would work. It's just the dilemma is like you know once again your defensive efforts will drop dramatically if you get Kevin Love. Yep. Damn, that's so rough, man. Oh man. But he's he's a good enough player to where like when Nurt comes back, y'all will have a nice squad. Mm-hmm. But you have to wait till February. And we're assuming after All Star break, February. At that point, you're looking at fifty-five games have been played almost. And that March, games. April is very. And they come quick. It come quick. February, February is you get twenty, twenty-eight. And days. they ramp up like yeah. the, the games ramp up. So it's like, yeah, man, that's that's it's, tough. it's tough. It's tough when you break it down. It's tough. The best thing, the best thing you can do is continue to have talks with Cleveland um, as the, the trade deadline approaches and then just look back because you have a bigger sample size. I think right now with the 24, 24 games, um, it's a little difficult to assess whether or not. You still have February what, to figure it out too because February is trade deadline as well. Yeah, so like you 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 got to assess Hassan's impact in total over the span of X amount of games. But my thing to just keep an eye on is, like I said, like just even within this first quarter of the season, you've already seen the ups and downs. Would you 
if there's a ability, if, not, if there's a way to mm-hmm. keep Hassan and get Kevin Love, are you doing it? What am I giving up? Because like I don't know what I'm giving up. I can't just hold on to. Hassan. Well, I'm saying if there's if it was a nah, I guess like that. I'm not giving bad. up CJ. Well, I mean, if you keep your core, okay, you know CJ Dame Melo, and you can still you have Hassan Whiteside, mm-hmm. but that require you giving up one of the younger guys. I do it. So you would give up a young guy for Kevin Love? Yeah, for sure. And I, I agree with that because that's mm-hmm. essentially what you know LA did with AD, and it turned out phenomenally well. Although for the, for the Lakers, however, Pelicans are struggling. They are struggling. However, Bi is twelfth in scoring in the league right now, and which is like. Ask any Laker fan prior to this trade; they would t- they would tell you mm-hmm. Bi was going to be that guy, and he he's definitely on path to being like most improved, like for sure. Even if like, but then again, people consider wins and most improved and whatnot. But as far as like individual stats, he's going nuts. But off that, mm-hmm. trading young players to get somebody can definitely help you out, and it's a gamble because you don't know what this young player can turn into. That's a fact. That is a fact. But are you more concerned about the future or the now? For the Blazers, they need to be concerned about the now. And the and reason why is you just – You don't waste Dame's good years. Yeah, you just dumped a load of money um, into Dame, and everywhere Dame is going, he is screaming from the high heavens. He loyal to the soil. He want to win here. So that's an indicator that – Buy. That they need, to, they need to do what they need to do and try to do it now. And and especially since there's no juggernaut, like the Lakers, the Lakers are scary, right? But they're not um, four Hall of Famers <laughs> scary, right? They're they're the goat and AD, um, but and you can you can beat that team. It's more probable that you could beat that team than it is, and you could beat the Golden State Warriors when they're full strength. Right, exactly. And KD is like. Their guy, oh, but Katie's just this, chilling. This team, yeah, yeah. If you had to choose between playing this Lakers team or that Golden State team at full health, I'll take the Lakers team every time. <laughs> LA Fry Hunter, yeah, every time. I'll take my chances. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and I, I do agree with giving up the young guy, even if I am going to regret it. I think like you don't want Dane to be an Adrian Peterson story to where like he just needs that line, bro, bro, and he just needed to like if Adrian Peterson. This is off topic. When it went to like the Cowboys or something and played behind like that a, a line. Mm-hmm. We're talking about like mm-hmm. something stupid. Mm-hmm. But enough of that. Go by, help Dame out now because that's what's you, important. You have to. Otherwise, why would you give him eight billion dollars? <laughs> like what what was the what was the supermax he signed? Four fifty? Or was it was it two forty? Dame was it was two fifty, two forty. It was somewhere, it was somewhere so around it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. You don't you don't invest into a player like that and then not try to, um, put players and things around him for him to succeed. Because then you just hold on to him for no reason. You could have just let him, let him go somewhere else. You know right. So. Okay, we've we've got on we've gone on a long time about that. Um, to double back on you saying like, you know, certain league or certain teams put their respective leagues in balance while they're being good. Yep. You know, the Lakers make their teams better. Yep. You know, or make the league better. Yankees. Yep. Uh, probably throwing like Red Sox. Like when they're on point, they're on point. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I agree with that. I just don't know 
what it's what is it going to take for the Knicks to get back there? Because the Knicks, <laughs> you got to think Madison Square Garden is Madison Square Garden. Yeah, that's like, come on, that's 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 the mecca of basketball. That's where everything goes down. That's mm-hmm. where the lights are the brightest, mm-hmm. right? So at one point, at one, at, point. At one point yeah. right? And I think that they're talking about how, like, you know, they're giving KD stuff for, like, you know, the pressure of New York. That comes with it because there is pressure of stepping in Madison Square Garden mm-hmm. and playing at that level. And if you don't, they're going to let you know about it. But then again, the world's going to let you know about it. So, I mean, I wouldn't look, I wouldn't look too far into that. Mm-hmm. But even beyond, like, you know, KD not coming there, don't make it seem like it's KD's fault he didn't come there. The Knicks organization is in shambles. The Knicks have been... Uh, what they had that, yeah. Since ninety, well, they got to the they got to the finals when Jordan wasn't there. So since I was seven years old, the Knicks have been garbage. <laughs> uh, and, and that is that's a culture. That's like that's a culture. Like you know, nah, cause no, no, it, no, no. We can't say they're garbage because Melo definitely came through. Hold on. So oh, that's okay. what I'm saying. You, all right, all right. Your overall culture is mediocrity. Now you've had some spots. It's and unfortunately, like I'm, I'm gonna take a stab at myself. But since I was five, the Cowboys have been trash. But they've had spots where they've had great seasons, and you've had great storylines. But you're not producing. Right. So um, outside of Amari being like, "Yo, I'm going to the Knicks." Which was when major. He sh- when he was supposed to come to the Heat, but we don't have to talk about that. Major. Um, he, he, I'm going to the Knicks. You know, I'm going to be the one that takes that jump. And then Carmelo, oh, you know, just, you know, trade me to the Knicks, send me home. And they get there. They win, what was it, 60 games under, uh, or 55 games under, uh, under, uh, Mike Woodson. Go to the playoffs. They get bounced by the boys in black and red. <clears throat> and um, that was a, but that was a good season for them. But outside of that, outside of that, um, it's a culture thing, man. And it's it's the unfortunately, um, the Knicks have to blow up the franchise <laughs> from from an ownership standpoint. I think that, and you, you're hearing it a lot in other. Um, you know, large sports uh, media circuits, but I think Dolan needs to go ahead and sell the team, um, either sell the team or step all the way back. And by stepping all the way back, I mean take your hands all the way off the wheel, sit in the back seat, opposite side of of the driver <laughs> of the driver's wheel, and just go along for the ride. You you bring in uh, you bring in um, David Fisdale. Uh, who comes from a culture of winning. Winning, bro. It makes heat. no sense. He's and, a winner. And you signed four, three, four power forwards? It was it was three. But they already had a couple on the team. <laughs> to Anyway, I, look, man. The Knicks I, haven't yeah. won, or their last winning record yep. was 54-28 and 28 in 2012-2013. There it is. And they got bounced by Indiana in the semis. Okay. So, and that squad that was a, that was a dangerous squad. Mm-hmm. Melo, uh, I think Rasheed was there. I know Amari was there. Like, mm-hmm. 
you guys, they had a, a nice little squad. And was Lynn on that team, or was that the team after, or ooh, the year after? I think it was the year after, because that's when Lynn Sanity happened. Because Melo yeah. was injured, it was definitely year after. Actually, no, it wasn't. It wasn't the year after. Ooh, what was that? Twenty wasn't twenty fourteen either. Nah, you know, you know what? No, 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 no. Lynn Sanity had to have been. Um, 12 and 13 because they the oh, reason yeah, why because yeah, yeah, they yeah. had that run and everybody was propping them up and then they played against the Heat and D-Wade Mario Chalmers made sure he couldn't do anything that entire game so I think you're right yep 2011-2012 yep so I, I remember that I remember that because it was a big they made it a big game a big deal and D-Wade and Mario Chalmers came in there and they put clamps on him <laughs> they put clamps on him. Uh, okay, so. we're, we're getting a little far from the the nature of the, of the conversation. Yep. Um, with the back, Knicks, back. I think they should, like you said, blow it up. But at this point in time, you're not great. You're not good at all. You're four and twenty. Let the young guys play. I say every night you throw them out there. I'm talking about you. Let R.J. Barrett do what he got to do. Kevin Knox do what he's doing. Mitchell Robinson plays. If he's gonna foul out, he's gonna foul out. But he like use his time as learning, cause they gotta learn how to play. Mm-hmm. I would get those vets out of there. I'm getting Randall out of, out of there. You're taking up time from these young guys developing. You're not gonna do nothing. You're not gonna do nothing here. And by the time we get nice, you're, it's gonna be too late for you. But you just paid these. I guys. know, and it makes no sense. They, like, Bobby Portis, Todd, they have they do have four. Cause Bobby Portis, mm-hmm. Julius Randall, Taj Gibson, and Morris all play for the Knicks. And all of them play the same position. And also, and also, uh, is it is it Markeith or Markeith? I don't know. I just know he's a twin. One of the Morris twins. He should have went to the Spurs. That was his fault. They got four power forwards. <laughs> just because they <laughs> offer you a deal, don't mean you gotta take it, bro. Like, <laughs> you, like, so, like, you wanted to lose. He wanted no expectations. Now he wanted the money. Let's get the bag, bro. Get get the bag. You can get the bag in San Antonio and in a winning win. culture. But not look, San Antonio is a. Uh, what are you? They tenth. Uh, okay, how many games no, they, back? No, twelfth. How many games back? So they right behind the Blazers. So they six games back out of eight spot. Look, man, in in twenty four games. It's true. You would have been losing, but you would have been four and twenty losing. And eventually, you, hopefully, San Antonio gets it back on track. Every night, as a as a New York Knickerbocker, when they roll the ball out and they tip it up, you know you have no shot. <laughs> <laughs> You're living. It's like it's like it's like being at a dead end job. You show up to work to collect a check. And oh snap! If the shift went well, it went well today. But typically, eh, yeah, you know, we just here. <laughs> Look, you check the check in the, in the league is cool. Yeah, check the check for me to get out there and you know get angry and shove somebody. I, I'm still getting paid. I, it's unfortunately that's, but I wouldn't personally. I wouldn't. You know, I can't rock like that. Yeah. But that's just how you know it is. Bron said there's people in the league who don't really care about playing basketball. No, and you see it. Yeah. They, I don't think you I'm really. I'm in the NBA. I'm, you know, they had a clout, but I think I honestly think um, Dolan needs to go ahead, take a step back. He needs to change the general manager um, because you can't. What you can't do is uh, fire certain parts of your organization if you're trying to make a cultural change. Um, you need a new voice. You need a new vision. Um, you need. Someone that is going to try something different, but is smart. Um, so, all right, you fire Fizdale, okay, 
but then you kept the rest of the coaching staff. Like, so you just made you made Fisdell a fall guy for no reason. Um, and that's the thing. Like, it's it's not even like it wasn't even his fault. No, this is a front office thing. I don't consider coaches part of the front office, even though they are. Mm-hmm. Um, I consider coaches part of the team. He's just there to coach the team. That's his job. You can't give me, you know. Dollar Tree groceries and expect gourmet food, man. Like, what, <laughs> you, what you looking for? You, you say you want to you want to Oreo McFlurry and gave me tuxedos, bro. What you? I can't <laughs> I can't get jiggy with this. Like, what you want? <sighs> so like, you can't blame him. Like, he's yeah. doing what he can. He's come from a winning culture, and I believe him growing with RJ would have been something solid. They would have they would have figured it out mm-hmm. somewhere. Mm-hmm. Which brings me back to my point to like just let the young guys play. Figure out if Dennis Smith Jr. is your scoring guard. Figure out if, if Frank is better than DSJ. You know, let RJ get his shots up. Let RJ put up 20, 25 shots. So like, it's, this is a testing season anyway. Yep. It's, it's building. If, you, if you're if actually about rebuilding, especially if – because RJ, was he the fourth pick or the third pick? Third. Third, third pick, right? Um, That's you saying, okay, we're committed to RJ Barrett as our franchise player going forward. Right. So he needs to be able to – it's not like a quarterback in the NFL. He needs to be able to go out there and play and make mistakes, not look over his That's shoulder. Point. right. And then you have the coaching and you have the walkthroughs and, and the shoot-around afterwards. It's like afterwards. when KD was in Seattle. Like, yeah. we are going to get smacked by everybody. But you're going to play. You're going to play. And you're going to shoot as much as you want to shoot because we you, know – You're going to get close to a scoring title. Yeah, we know that two years from now – you that guy. Without a doubt, regardless of who we bring in here. And and that's what it should have been. That's what it should have been. I think um, you you let R.J. Barrett grow. Um, and like you said, you figure out if, if Dennis Smith Jr. is is your guard. I think, oh man, it's, it's crazy because I, I don't want to – I don't want to call it quits on Dennis Smith Jr. yet, but I haven't seen enough. To, like you could, but it's in terrible situations. Like Dallas wasn't a terrible situation. You got an owner that cares about the team. You have you have a coach Rick Carlisle who is a but Hall of Fame coach. Fit his point guard style, right? You see and, what I'm saying? I, like that's respectable. But Dallas point guards have been Devin Harris, Jason Kidd, JJ Barea, Steve Nash, Steve Nash. Prior to you know like them changing their identity to that, mm-hmm. so like. Out of those four, he's the most uh, sorry, athletic he's, yeah. guard. But it doesn't mean he can't push pace. All those players, all but, those guards are push, play, uh, push pace Yeah, guards. but they had other players around them who were able to keep up with the pace. Mm-hmm. I don't think that was possible in Dallas. Mm-hmm. I think the, the tone for Dallas when he was there was very like half-court basketball. If we get a fast break, we get a fast break kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Versus like, you know, what I think DSJ's used to would be a, a high-tempo kind of like offense. Not necessarily like a Houston, but somebody who like they push the pace. Like, so where would you where would you put him? What team would you put him on? And this is you can if you. I'm not saying you have to do a trade, but if you were like, oh, I'm gonna take him off of this team and put him over here. Put him, yeah, where would you put him? Like Milwaukee. That'd be a super athletic team. But then, like he, it, him and Bledsoe are interchangeable. They do the exact same thing. Well, no, you can take Bledsoe away is what I'm saying. Like, you know. Yeah, I would put DSJ in, like, Milwaukee. I think that okay. fits pretty well. Um, 
Indiana, I think he does – he can move the ball and play that fast pace. They play fast pace too. Mm-hmm. Or at least, like, when I see them play, they play a fast mm-hmm. pace. Um, a little bias here. I sent him I, – I, I, You better not. I probably you would. Not. I probably would. I would. Bro. I would. You can't send everybody to the Lakers. <laughs> like, all the Lakers fans, they'd be like, yeah, bro, just, you know, put them in. No, nah, I'm not that kind like, of guy. I'm not that, like, yeah, we're getting everybody. Yeah, bring them over. Because, like, I, if anybody was, like, down to keep their boys, it was me. So, I, I know that. But I'm not going to be like, yeah, bring Giannis over to L.A. I'm not that delusional. Okay, so let's let's dive into um, – and actually, he might come, though. Um, but that's another – we'll, we could talk about that later if you want. Don't know. Uh, you don't you don't want to get your hopes up? Not even get my hopes up. I'm not even putting. I'm not even gonna put that out here so niggas can like come back to me and at me on Twitter. Talk about, oh, now you think Giannis comes to the? No, calm down. <laughs> All right. Hey, I'll say it. Giannis is going to the Lakers. So you didn't hear from me. Um. No. <laughs> All right. So if you if if you take Dennis Smith Jr. and you put him on the Lakers. What does that do for what you guys have LeBron James doing right now? It doesn't. I'm just saying, like, if you wanted to see what he could do mm-hmm. and what he's capable of doing, I think he come, I think he'll come in and play a, a solid role. I'm not saying he comes in and, you know, does the playmaking point guard thing. That's not his style. He's a scoring guard. Like, he's a, a scoring one. Mm-hmm. Most of the ones we have are playmaking ones. Quinn Cook is a playmaking one. Rondo is a playmaking one. Yeah. Braun is a playmaking one. He'll play making one, two, three, four. The play making God. All right. That's what he is. <laughs> we don't have like a you know, a solid like scoring guard. Like I don't I mean, Danny Green is a scoring guard, but he's not like, you know, I wouldn't give Danny Green the ball in a fast break. Nah, he yeah, he'll yeah, he's a three and D guy. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Amy Bradley is a scoring guard, but he's more three and D like you said. But as far as like just point guard to we need eight points real quick, I think DJ can come and do that. I don't think it'd be the most optimal place for him. Mm-hmm. I think, like I said before, you know, Milwaukee or Indiana or something like that. And it may be not even Indiana because they got Vic, but honestly, Milwaukee for sure. If it was me, I would have rather seen Dennis Smith Jr. go back home. To the Bobcats? Not Bobcats, but the Hornets. Hornets? Yeah. I think young players – Young talent. Uh, don't the expectations. Nah. Not I ain't that. giving Jordan nobody who got talent like that because all he do is sit there and make him die. What do you mean, Kimba Walker survived? Kimba is a phenomena. Like he, he Kimba said, is he, Kimba. He survived. Kimba, you can't be <laughs> trash with name like Kimba. All right, you got to go out and go get it. Uh, yeah, he. I think. I think he could thrive in um, or Orlando even. Cause who's the who's the PG right now in Orlando? Fultz, and Fultz has been playing pretty well. Yeah, you know, not a lot of people have been talking about Fultz. Mm-hmm. I ain't, I don't hear no jumper. Because yeah, he, he's no finally nothing. he's finally shooting the ball. I don't, I don't, I don't hear nothing. Yeah. Mister Mister, I got his uh, sciatic sciatic uh, uh, shoulder injury. Sciatic sciatic twenty. That's what he's giving you. <laughs> <laughs> sciatic bucket. Nigga, you better you better chill. So, I think DSJ should get out of New York. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's the best place for him. And we've seen multiple players to where like they go to these terrible places and they go to like that one like team that's actually pretty good and you realize oh he's actually pretty solid I think Ben McElmore had like 20 the other day and he plays in Houston and people are like what happened to Ben he was in Sacramento that's what happened to Ben yeah but also um, there was some pressure though because Ben was drafted high 
Because wasn't he? Did he, he like, come out? Of, he was like top ten. Yeah, he came he, out of Kansas. Yeah, he came out of Kansas. Uh, uh, a top tier uh, college basketball program. Because um, Shaq was singing high praises about him. Because remember, Shaq partially owns the Kings. A lot of people don't talk about that. Um, That's true. And Shaq was giving him high praises. That's a lot. You got a Hall of Fame. Dominant basketball player that's giving yeah, high praise. Like people, can we stop doing that? Stop giving them like these comparisons <laughs> coming out the gate. Yeah, they gotta grow. Man, it it kills people's expectations. Like, don't do that. Y'all could talking about mm-hmm. like, oh, I seen the nuttiest shit ever. It was like Luca and the Jordan stat. It was like, yeah, cool. Yeah, but Jordan would put Luca in a body bag. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, it's gonna happen. It's not even a question. Not so like don't don't compare him. The a the generations are different. Like yeah, he's doing well for the generation, but Jordan was on a whole different tier. And I'm not even like a Jordan stand like that. I got Brown over Jordan, but <laughs> Jordan is a he's Jordan man. Jordan is Michael Jordan. Like don't 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 get it twisted. All right, so speaking about Milwaukee, um, mm-hmm. I think uh, depending on when this comes out. They played the Clippers, and Giannis put them in a blender. Are you worried about the Clippers, you know, like at all, in any sense of, of like, the form? Because Giannis put up, I think, 30 or, like, 24, some shit like that. Like, Giannis put up some numbers. Um, first and, and foremost. Clippers are 18-7, so I wouldn't necessarily be too worried. But are you concerned? Not concerned, but uh, how would I say this? Like, should we be paying attention to Milwaukee more? Because Milwaukee's 21-3 and as well. Milwaukee is going to win 60-plus games. Milwaukee is going to have, um, unless something changes, Milwaukee is going to win 60-plus games. There is a chance that they are going to have um, a two-time reigning back-to-back MVP, Um, possibly defensive player of the year in the same player, but I think right now defensive player of the year um, should lean towards AD. Um, am I worried about the Clippers? Here's the thing: is you can't worry about a Doc Rivers coach team because Doc Rivers has shown that he can take um lesser talent and make them play above Doc, their head. Doc can take some hoopers, yeah, really far. Um, however, what I will say is this: um, start of the season. The narrative, new king of L.A., uh, Kawhi, the fun guy, best player in the league. Um, I'm not on that bandwagon. And I say that because you – if first and foremost, I think the uh, low management that, <laughs> that Kawhi is doing is utterly ridiculous. If you're hurt, be hurt. Um, but – how many how many inactives or do not dresses does Kawhi have in One, the first? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven. How many games have we played? Twenty four, right? They've played twenty four. Yeah. Okay, so thirty three percent of the games 25? you're not thirty three percent of the games you're not playing. So when you get so when you get to eighty games, right, you will have only played maybe fifty, maybe maybe fifty two, fifty fifty three games for the whole season, right? That's not if like if you're hurt, okay, be hurt. Like no sweat in that. Like if you're injured and you can't play, cool. But um 
same time, I don't agree with the load management that Kawhi is doing because you're not putting the best product on the floor, which is why your team has seven losses. So if you what what is their record when he's not playing? Can you see what their record is when he's not playing? Uh, it says fourteen four. When he's when he's not playing? No, when he is playing, it's fourteen four. Okay, so they've lost. Let's see, one, two, three. What is that? Four losses. Four losses, three wins. Mm-hmm. So, and their record is eighteen and eighteen and seven. So yeah, they could be they could be tied with the Lakers for first right now. They could if be. If he was playing, that, that's that's absolutely true. So and I do agree with like the whole like load management part as far as like, bro, just play. If you injure, you injure. If you yeah, if you cannot and, physically play, but this whole like it's like it's like strong to work like. Ah. I'm here, y'all. So but doing it like you calling out every other day. Yeah, like we know, bro. We just seen you yesterday. You ain't sick. No, you was just a shoot around. And I, maybe like they're cool with that. I don't know like how that would slide. Like you know with other players, but yeah. as far as like bro, if we out here putting our bodies on line, if you injure, you sit out. You injure, you rest up. But if you not, bro, like we going mm-hmm. to war every night. And, and not only are we going to war, we going to war in the Clippers uniform. They still talking about you. Yep. So it's like. Yep. And the crazy thing is, is that if if they do this load management, Kawhi misses thirty games, right, to rest or load management, whatever the case, um, they don't secure um, uh, home court throughout the playoffs. They get bounced in. Uh, they don't make it to the finals. Rather, I'll say it like that: if they don't make it to the finals, will Kawhi sitting those thirty games and you guys not having home court advantage will that have been worth it? Right. And you don't know because at this point the measuring stick for the Clippers um, is the the Lob City teams that they had from a few years ago. They got to the semifinals, so anything past the semifinals would be cool. But you're bringing Kawhi Leonard in there to because he single handedly almost uh, dismantled the Warriors a couple years back <laughs> um, until um, what's homeboy name that rolled up under his ankle? Zaza. Zaza. Zaza Pachulia, because um, he was taking it to the Warriors. Oh yeah, they were they was he, gonna lose that. Yeah, he was taking it to the Warriors. They, they had lose all that the for sure. Um, and, that, that, and that thing, and that's the crazy part. Like injuries like that change history. Like, mm-hmm. would he have been here if he won that one with San Antonio? Like, probably not. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's like the butterfly effect. Like, mm-hmm. had Zaza not put his foot under him, the Clippers still be trash right now. <laughs> <laughs> the Clippers PG have, would be an OKC uh-huh. or better he'd probably be a Laker but either way like you, it's the butterfly effect it, like mm-hmm. this changed like history when you did that but also changed it to where he's now in low management form to where he's not even trying to get hurt Mm-mm. at all and I I understand it nobody want to be hurt nope but he's like is he in his head is he like you know you don't know because we don't hear from him what it do baby what it do, baby? That's all. That's all you get. Oh, Fun guy. Yeah, and um, yeah, man. I think I think overall, though, Clippers are gonna be fine. Paul George is a star. Um, he's not someone I would hitch my franchise to, um, but he's a star. He's shown the capability to be able to win games um, throughout the regular season. Um, he's had some some great moments in the postseason. Um, but I haven't actually seen him have a moment where he's put a team on his back and carried them uh, anywhere. Not but, since Indiana. Yeah. Hey, 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 
prior to leg injury, yeah. PG was that guy. Yeah, but I think his game is better now than it was then. Yeah, he's not. He's then not he was just on super. He was super athletic. athletic. Yeah, yeah, he's not leaning on. But that. now his his game is smooth. He's giving you. He's giving you hezzies and and step back between the legs. He's hitting threes. He's finishing at the basket still. He's still a great wiry long defender. Um, but they got to put it together. They haven't. I haven't seen them put a string. Of game together. Like I think it's going to take him a season to put it together. I think they'll be fine. Like it's it's, it's implementing two major pieces into the team, mm-hmm. and they're still second. So there's yeah. not really much to worry about there. I was just more talking more so about them getting blown out by the. Milwaukee, and maybe we should be looking at Milwaukee like that. And maybe Milwaukee's had a good game. You you should look at Milwaukee like that um, because Giannis is on the team. Giannis is getting better. And he just uh, – what was it, two nights ago or a night ago, he just shot 50% from three-point? Like, that's scary. He took eight of them and hit four. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, – and he's averaging, what, 30 points a game right now? 30. And – He's like starting to dabble with a with a with a jumper. Yes. That Clipper game, he had twenty seven, eleven rebounds and four assists. Yeah, so that's and played twenty six minutes. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 they won because they I think they're on like a fourteen game win streak, right now. Yo, that, yeah, nobody's yeah. nobody's talking about it. The the Bucks Yo. are like on a fourteen game win streak. Fifteen. F- oh, sorry, my bad. Fifteen. Fifteen. Fifteen game win streak. So. Yeah, they're stringing together runs. They're going to get to a point where, um, you know, they're going to get to a point where he he could start taking games off if he wanted to make sure he stays fresh. But And especially in the East where, like, you're not going to fall out to eight. No. At all. You're not. There, yeah, it's you impossible. You'll be fine. Yeah. So, like I said, the, the, the Bucks will probably win 60-plus games this year. They'll have the best record in the East. Um, and – if he continues to play at the pace that he's at because he's the only star on his team, he will more than likely be the two-time MVP this year. I would agree with that, but uh, there's an individual who uh, who dropped 50 the other night, right? Mm-hmm. And he did it 20 for 29, mm-hmm. all in the paint. Who's this guy? Is it AD? Is that, is that who you're talking about? That man, he's, he's nasty. Yeah, Anthony he's Davis. He's nasty. Okay. And I'm not even going to sit on this for too long because I'm not trying to hit y'all Laker talk all day. But we do got to take some, you know, recognition to like 50 and straight in the post. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's something we ain't seen like, that's like Shaq shit, bro. Like mm-hmm. that's big, man. That's real body up. Mm-hmm. I'll give you that. Uh, but I think LeBron having the year that he's having. And nobody's talking about it. Technically playing they're out of position, it, but they're not talking about it. Yeah, which is like Bron is he's he took the number two role easy, and he's playing out of position. I don't think enough people are talking about that. Like easy, yeah. He's not even tripping. Mm-mm. Like this, like it's it's crazy to see. Like yes, we know Bron can get his, but like we know that in order for us to win, AD got to get his off. Yeah, I I think the formula is going to be this. I think. Um, I think first two is AD and last two is Braun. <laughs> I think that's how, and I think that's how they operate. But while you're focusing on Braun in the last two, AD's still there. Yeah. So you can't be like double Braun, press him. Mm-hmm. No. And it's and it's gonna go like that during the season. I seen Braun get a backdoor lob. I ain't seen Braun get a backdoor lob when nobody's paying attention to him in a long time. Yeah, two thousand with the Heatles. 
with the heat like and when AD's on the court he demands so much attention that you were like cause he can score from anywhere 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 and mm-hmm. it's like I understand man I didn't think AD was that good of a three point shooter and he actually be yeah he be strapping up and he's gonna have more space cause the Lakers had LeBron when exactly. he was with the Pelicans, he didn't have that space because all you had to worry about was him and then maybe Drew Holiday. Um, and Drew Holiday is a knockdown shooter, and he can lock up too. But I think um, here's here's the reason why I don't think AD is going to win the MVP this year. Um, LeBron and the Lakers are going to heavily rely on AD for the first half of the season, which is why when you see him take that, that uh, shoulder injury um, – I think he might have missed a game and a half or uh, the half of that game he got hurt in in the next game, and then he didn't sit out any longer than that. Um, before, if he was with the Pelicans, he would have sat out for, for a couple of games. Um, but LeBron and the Lakers organization are going to rely on AD to carry them all the way through up until the All-Star game. After the All-Star game is when you're going to see LeBron then become the number one option as he starts to ramp up for the playoffs. And I think in that time is where you will continue to see Giannis have this same level of production from the start of the season all the way through, which is where Giannis is going to gain the ground as MVP. That's what I think. That's what I think. It's going to be interesting. All-Star break will definitely be interesting to see what happens. Just Mm -hmm. turn events, because we still haven't, like, buyouts, free, like other free agents that's still out there. Jamal Crawford still ain't signed, which I feel like is a, an atrocity. They were trying to get uh, Iguodala for the longest. Like Iggy still, like Iggy ain't playing. He's mm-hmm. just sitting like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of moves that can really put teams into like a nice little comfortable position. Mm-hmm. Um, also, also real quick, real quick, shout out to Dwight Howard. You know what? He don't shout get out, no praise. Shout out to Dwight Howard. Dwight is playing great. And he's accepted his role. He's 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 been humbled, <laughs> uh, and he's, he's he's playing he's he's playing very well for his role. And he's having fun. Yeah, like he's enjoying mm-hmm. playing ball, which is like mm-hmm. you see you see him back to like that Orlando like giddy like he's just having fun, and you want to see that. Like yeah. all of them are like that. Bronze out there having fun. AD smiling. It's like yo, like y'all y'all boys. Y'all, y'all, the chemistry match has been the fastest I've ever seen. Like I've, I haven't seen a team. 21 and 3 off gate. Yeah. But, you know, coming from a coming from a free agency where you pick up four five, five players, new new players and you lose one of the players you picked up cuz you picked up DeMarcus and then he tore his ACL before even the Boogie season even started. Is on the bench smiling. Yeah. It's like y'all are really happy over there. Yeah. yeah. Like it's it's good to see like you love to see. You love to see like teams like really like enjoy playing basketball. Mhm. But you know, LeBron is toxic and people people don't like playing with LeBron because there's a circus, a media circus around him, and fanboys in the media. Which is never brought on by him. You don't ever see Bron out here wilding. Look, man, if Bron was on like tweet level, like AB, I would understand. But <sighs> he, he ain't on. He ain't on that kind of level. Not Antonio Brown, bro. Um, <laughs> you know who is on a, a different level, and we always talk about him. Uh, we're probably gonna end up getting. He's like he's like the Drake of the podcast because we always end up saying something about him. Who's this? But Drake, James Harden is like. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hey, look, man. He's thirty, bro. He's averaging thirty-eight. Lucky lefty. Thirty-eight. Lucky lefty. He's 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 gonna average forty for the season. Do you understand how nuts that is? The season, bro. Mm-hmm. 
I don't niggas my players who ain't even averaging 40. <laughs> That's funny, too. I'm talking about niggas that max badges and still can't average 40, all right? <laughs> it's actually funny because, like, I looked at his uh, – his 2K profile, he's got like 60-something badges, which is nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, bro, how do you guard somebody like that? But James Harden has, since 20, was it 2013 when he got traded to to the Rockets? Um, he has been a phenomenal scoring threat. Should have been an MVP twice already. Um, and I know people malign him for his his defense in spots but um he's he's shown the ability to guard people um when he has to um but i think that what james harden is doing is unprecedented nine games of 40 plus unprecedented and but they've played what somewhere around 24 23 games Mm -hmm. like half of his games pretty much half of his games he's at 40 plus Mm. 40, 40%, 40, 40, 42% of his games is giving you 40, 40 plus points, and you like, can't do nothing about it. <laughs> you can't do <laughs> nothing. Nothing. About it. Yeah. They lost the one to Sack the other day off of Buzzer Beater, but even then, like, mm-hmm. you're not doing nothing. And he only had 27 that night, too, but that's bad. You know, some like, you know, some, you know, we look at 27 like it's nothing not, for him. Because he's putting up video game numbers. Like, and that's like, bro, 27 is like, there's there's NBA players that have been in the league more than three years and haven't had a career total of twenty seven points. This, <laughs> this is gonna sound <laughs> this is gonna sound wildly messed up, but it's like if Lonzo come out and have twenty seven points in the game, they're going nuts. Yeah. Zoe had twenty seven. Yeah, James Harden had twenty seven. It's like where what was the fifty? Doing? Yeah, where what, what like come on now? What what do you shoot? But that's the but that's the elite level of greatness. It's it's now. His skill is now coupled with expectation. We expect, we expect him to um, to give us outrageous numbers, and when he does, we don't applaud and celebrate it because he makes it look so easy. Because half of the time he's getting, he gets about fifty percent of his points from the free throw line because he draws so right. Much and I like people. I used to hate it to like, man, he's always going, he's always going to the line. But if you can manipulate the game like that, get your buckets. Yeah. Get it like you got you got a big body. You're the way the way you move once you get into traffic. You're creating the contact. A foul is technically any contact made with an uh, against an offensive foul player to stop them from scoring. That is a foul. <laughs> like call it what you want, but and then when he gets to the line, he's hitting eighty five percent of his free throws. Let's see what is he's got? Is it, it what is that? Oh, I'm sorry. 80, yeah, no, for his career, he's at 85% free throw. For career is 85, but this year he's it's 88. So, yeah. James averaging, or 38, 6, 7 and a half, 30, 38, 6, 8. Yeah. Shooting 90% from the free throw line, or 80, 88% from the free throw line. Like, mm-hmm. he saw, and 33 from three. Yeah. That's just because he shoots a lot of them. I think if James scaled back 10 shots from three, we we're talking about 50, 40, 90. But that's his, yeah, but that's his game. He has exactly. to do that. He's a volume shooter. It's, 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 the, it's part of the system. But um, yeah, he could easily be a fifty, forty, ninety player. Easily, like no, no question. He's number one in scoring, I believe, right now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's actually somebody who I think is he's definitely top ten in scoring. That also nobody's talking about, maybe because you know nobody wants to talk about them. But I know you probably been paying attention to him. Um, What's that boy Bradley? Oh yes, Bradley Beer, Bill, Big Panda, Panda. 
Um, 27, yep. 5, and 7. Mm-hmm. 45 from the field goal line, mm-hmm. 33 from 3, 84 from free throw. Mm-hmm. Nobody's talking about Bradley Bill. I didn't even know Bradley Bill was even getting off like this. The reason why is because the Wizards are not great this year. But they also haven't been good for the last three years. Like, good, good. They went to the playoffs a couple years ago when John Wall was healthy and they played against uh, the Celtics. <laughs> and um, they had that great series against the Celtics. But Bradley Bill, when he first came out, he wasn't really um, a slasher. You knew he was a three-point marksman, and he could knock down shots when he was coming out of Florida like you knew that. Um, but now he's he's at a point where now he's got the perfect mix of game. He's putting the ball on the floor. He's finishing around the basket. His, his ability to attack is what's causing – uh, the defense to get drawn to him so he can pass the ball out of that. And he's not height-wise, he's a small guard, but he's not frail in his in his stature, like his his body. He's he's a little bigger in the upper body. So, um, yeah, man, I, I didn't expect him to be averaging 27, 27? Almost, almost 30 points a game. But also John Wall's not playing. So, like, that's where he's getting more opportunities to, to shoot baskets. And – the Isaiah Thomas they have right now is not the Isaiah Thomas from two and a half years ago. Do you think John will put on a uh, Wizards jersey? Because I think he's gone this summer. I think John Wall's time with the Washington Wizards is just starting. Oh, here we go. Nah, nah. <laughs> I think I think it's I think it's a wrap. Um, I think best case scenario. Um, John gets a two and three, so a two-year deal with a third, uh, um, uh, um, a third-player option, um, or a third-team option. Do you risk it? Do you even bring him back, knowing that like his injury wasn't a, it wasn't a small injury? And his playing style is, he's a speedy. He relies on speed and slashing. He's never been a shooter, Mm-mm. unless he comes back and he's like you know popping jumpers like. Mm-hmm. That's the only way I see like him, his game like evolving. He can't come back and do and try to do the same things he was doing before. I'm, I think the verdict is still out on that. I think where we're at, um, sports medicine wise, um, I I think you can come back from an Achilles. I also think KD is going to prove that next year as well. Um, so I think I think John Wall is going to be okay. Um, is he going to be? the second third most athletic guard in the league probably not anymore um he was super fast so he's still gonna have speed um he's not gonna have that blazing speed like he used to be able to take a ball from under the rim to the other basket in less i think it was like two and a half seconds (laughs) you're going 90 feet zubumafu gone speed demon um and and he yeah man i'll I love John Wall. I think he's still going to be able to defend. Um, he's still going to be able to pass the rock. Um, he can finish around the basket with either hand. I think next season it's going to take him probably 30 games to get to rear into form. Right. Because this, um, this, I, I kind of want him to come back in like the PG way where like PG came back and played the last like 10 games of the season just to kind of like get your beak wet, fill it out for a little bit, and yeah. then next year he was ready. I don't want him to come back fully, come back next year and try to play thirty games and then find it like find out. Give him like some little playing time, some rep mm-hmm. here, pull him out, you know, ten fifteen minutes if he's even able to play this year. I think I, by April, I think he he should be ready. 
at least in the form of like you can get back on on court activity. Not saying like yeah, he's ready not, to do anything, but yeah, I don't think he should be playing games this year. I think, um, you know, if you want him to practice with the with the twos and threes, or uh, um, I mean, he, he might not like it, but if you want to put him the G in, league. A, in, a, yeah. in the D league and to like uh, to to get some reps, get some runs. I think it's good. I think people got to stop looking at the G League as like it's a bad place to be. No, it's developmental. It's for you to get back in your, mm-hmm. get back in your bag. Yep. You're not. We know who you are. Just come down here, get in your bag real quick, and head out. And they're uh, and they're paying. I mean, now they, you might not be getting the NBA check. No, he still he if he goes down, he's still getting his his NBA check. He's not gonna pick up no G League salary, but right, he'll be straight. All right, before we get out of here, I'm gonna run through like some surprising numbers for me. So okay. the year started off with, like, you know, everybody talking about duos. Like, duos has been like, oh, this duo here, this duo here. Can you guess the top five duos in scoring in the league right now? In scoring? Um, does it have to be in numerical order? No. Okay. Um, all right. So you got Bron and AD. You got Harden and Westbrook, and most of that's because of Harden. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you got the Blazers backcourt, Damon, CJ, um, scoring duos. Um, you might get these last two. Hold on, hold on. What conference? Just give me the le- the conference for the last two. Oh, it's West and East. West and East. Um, East. Um, Part of me wants to jump on my my fan bag and say, uh, oh "Boy, that's tough." I'm gonna be so mad because I'm, I'm gonna ask you to tell me, and then I'm, I know I'm I, Jimmy Butler and who is giving? Who is? I don't want to say Bam. It's not Tyler. Tyler's putting up numbers. Tyler's nice. Tyler's putting up numbers. That little dude is nice. Uh, Kendrick Nunn. Jimmy Butler and Kendrick Nunn. False. Oh. Incorrect. Like, the duo or, like, I got one of the dudes wrong? No, you got the duo wrong. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Um, uh, dang, yeah, you might have to give me the uh, fourth, fourth, fourth. Where are the teams at? Let me see the. You know it's crazy because standings oh. don't. Standings don't. They don't. It doesn't dictate that. Yeah. But, um, what? Because Luca been out this world. Mm-hmm. It's got to be Luca and. Oh, that's tough. I mean, yeah, that's the only other duo that's like really popping. False. No way. Who? All right. False. Who is it? Who, who are the last two? You want the East or the West first? Just give them both to me. East Coast is Kimba and JT. <laughs> you know what? I always As a duo, about- they're killing. I think JT is 21.1 and Kimba's 21.8. So, like, they, they're, they're right around the same point. So, I, I have Boston bias. I dislike the Celtics. So, I will never. Get your blinders on? Yeah. Even even though I know the Celtics are a great basketball organization, um, I yes, I have bias against the Celtics. This I last dislike West the team. Celtics. Is uh, eight number eight and number fifteen, so they're in top twenty. Really, 
Do you want to you want to think about it one more time before we? Can you give me the division they in? No, I don't remember the division like that. Okay. Hold on, let me. This one's kind. Of, it's actually kind of like interesting too. All right, I'm gonna go out on a limb. Is mm-hmm. it the is it uh, Wiggins and Cat? That's crazy. <laughs> Wiggins and Cat. Is, Wiggins uh, and Cat. Because I eight and fifteen. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. I can see that. Because Wiggins is actually having a good a, year a this great year. Great year. Um, and I think addition by subtraction, Jimmy Butler getting out of there and letting letting the Wolves know how, how he really felt that they weren't that great and they thought yeah, they were he great. He took the second. Took the. The bench players and gave it to y'all. That yeah. hey, that woke me up too. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, like, and he's he's telling you like, and I think that was his problem with them when he was there. And he said it was like, look, y'all are high draft picks, and y'all are not working. Like y'all just show up and like play. This is not for play. And Jimmy, second round, damn near didn't get drafted. Did, only Upbringing, got like, barely got a scholarship. I think he had to walk on to walk on to Marquette. Um, yeah, bro, like. Jimmy got out the mud. So his his thing, which is why he fits with the heat, but his thing is you need to be working. Like yeah. all the time. Y'all just got because your bag is, and stop working. Now this is not for granted. So and and Cat is talented. He's seven feet, long reach, he can shoot the three. Some people I I, I had people on the podcast talk just bad about Cat. Like they think he's soft, he's not a good player. I think Cat is straight. I think Cat came in mm-hmm. and like peaked. But I won't say peak to like his potential peak, but he came out and showed you what he was able to do, mm-hmm. and you just expect him to do that every time. Like his. So here's the thing, though. Um, you're right about that. You're right, because anybody that can average over 20 points a game, and 10 points, or sorry, 20 points and 10 rebounds a game, they can play. Um, you can't take that away from anybody. But if your contemporaries and your peers think you're soft. And they call you out on it, and you don't respond. This is why you're starting to see him flex more this year. Yeah, he's, he's been Butler's gone. Yeah, he's been losing yeah, his mind this year. Yeah, because people, he's tired of getting. You ain't testing me no more. Yeah, he's tired of getting picked on. So now what's happening is he gonna buck back. I'm still gonna get y'all buckets, but he's gonna he's gonna buck back, um, and, and try to prove a point. So I think that, yeah, I think he's he's rounding into he's rounding into himself, um, as a player. But yeah, I mean, I until he shows me otherwise, I still think he's soft. But he only twenty four. Twenty four. He this year is twenty six, eleven, five. Yeah. He's Th- shooting fifty, forty, eighty. Yeah, them is good. He's like a, he he can put the ball in the basket from anywhere. Yeah. He's actually playing solid. So I'm not I'm not surprised at Cat. I'm more surprised at Wiggs because Wiggs mm-hmm. has been he it ain't been pretty for Wiggs. Nope. But it should have been. People think kept thinking like, "Yo, bro, you ain't had no major injuries. You ain't doing nothing. Like, what is it going? What's going on?" He didn't show desire and want to. Now it was twenty five, five and three. 30, 72. So he can definitely work on his free throws a little bit. But he, even as a career, he's not never been that great of a free throw shooter. But twenty five for Wiggs, like, yeah, yeah, him his numbers. And if he continues to do that, and they start winning. I mean, they're only they're in the tenth spot, so they're not too far behind. Yeah. They on a five game losing streak currently, though. That'll do it. Cause what are you doing during this five game win streak? What is he doing? You know. But um, let's find out. Let's find out 
what Wiggs has been doing these Let's last five games. Let's see. Uh, 23. Yep. 19. Mm-hmm. Didn't play. Interesting. 26, mm-hmm. 18, and then 26. Those are, for him and where he started, those are good numbers. And he has so much um, potential. Like, everyone expected him to come in right away because he was bouncy. He had Dude, the athleticism. What, what, where do people get this idea that bounce turns you into, like, a great basketball player? Well, it's 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 the aspect that your athleticism can carry you as you learn, learn the game. Like, he was one of the players that um, quick t- – Jesus, uh, quick twitch fibers. So like it's in basketball, um, it's hard to have a double like a double bounce um, when you're jumping. Mm-hmm. So if you can get off the floor quickly and and do it in in succession, um, it it allows you to have the ability to have more opportunities at getting the ball, whether it's on rebounds, um, defense, scoring, like whatever the case. Like when you get in those situations when you're under the basket. Mm-hmm. Um, so and it's not a lot of players can do that, um, and that was one of the things that they pointed to. He's long, he's rangy, he's athletic. Uh, he could, his, he has a mid range game. He could shoot. So it's like those things, you could, you could see them translate further down. But it's like, what do they translate to? Everybody, it's just funny because anytime I see somebody like who comes in with like crazy bounce, they jumping and everything like that. Yeah. The first thing people automatically say is like, he's a great two way player. Just because he got bounced doesn't mean he can play defense. Like, <laughs> it's like, it's it's crazy. But when yeah. you look at anybody, like, yeah, he got bounced. He's long. His mm-hmm. frame. He's going to be a great two-way player. It's like. It's because it's, the thought process behind it is <laughs> your ability to be able to get somewhere fast and cut off pathways to the basket. But also making create your own pathways to the basket, too. Them and, two-way players be letting these blow by. Ole. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because nobody's playing defense in the league right now, except for the three or four people that are playing defense. Which is crazy because you're starting to see like numbers for like games go like outrageous. But yeah. you are right; nobody's playing any defense. Um, but I think that's gonna be it. I think that's the pod. I think we uh we gonna get up out of here. Uh, you know, thanks for coming by. You know, you didn't have to come by, but you did. I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate you having me. And uh, you know, you can let them know where to find you on socials if you want to. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, if you want to. I mean, I did I'm at the beginning. I'm going to tag him anyway, so yeah. it don't really matter. Yeah, I did at the beginning. Um, so, you know, on Twitter, at ideepdown, that would be the one where you can find me at. All right, all uh, right. PSN, Deep Down 90, if anybody want to play 2K. I'm not the greatest, but I'm cool. I can hold my own. Oh, he he flexing over here. I am not flexing. So you go you go to his, his Twitter, he got uh, park <laughs> videos. He got stats. He's adding Ronnie, talking about Ronnie <laughs> Fix Your Game. <laughs> well, they do need to fix that game. I don't even want to get into that on this podcast, but they, <laughs> there's, uh, yeah, man, they need to, they need to make it, they need to make it work. The problem is we still keep playing it. If everybody stopped playing 2K and they lost money, they'd fix it. But if everybody stopped going to Popeyes, we all live longer. But you know, hey man, I did just get that spicy chicken sandwich. You know the deal. All so, right, y'all can find me at you know at Loner Beast. It's Loner Beast with a Z. That's on all platforms. Uh, this has been one by two. It's been great. I catch you on the flip. Peace. Peace out. Win by two. You feel me? Charlotte McGay. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>